Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at audibletrial.com slash rfsports. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Late Shift. I'm your host, Rodney Fisher, joined by my co-host, sports extraordinaire, Mr. Royce Fisher. Royce, how are you today? I'm doing fine this morning, Rodney. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I do appreciate that. And I'm going to return to say you're one of the best co-hosts that I've ever worked with. uh, Glad to be here this morning. (laughs) Well, we got a lot to talk about, so make sure you guys uh, always follow us online at RF Sports Radio. Um, also, that's on Twitter, and then also go to the website, rfsportsradio.com as well, where you can follow us um, for not just this show, but all the other shows that we work with, all of our partners. And uh, coming soon, we'll be on Stitcher as well, so if you have a Google or Android phone, make sure you uh, download the podcast on Stitcher also. I want to thank Audible.com for joining us as a sponsor for today's show because today's show is a big, 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 I don't know if I can say big any more times, but it, it, it's just a great show because I get to get a little kind of, I told you so a little bit on Tom Brady and New England Patriots and ah, there's just so much going on. So uh, we welcome your phone calls as well, 323 927-2906, so you can tweet the show at RF Sports Radio. So let's jump right into the big topic, of course. That's the, the New England Cheaters, or should we call it the New England Patriots? <laughs> You've been waiting on this, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. So the Ted Wells report comes out, you know, uh, about the Flategate, and this is something that, of course, occurred in the AFC Championship game, but we're just not getting the report. And uh, basically, it's more probable than not 
that Tom Brady had knowledge of what was going on and that the Patriots staff or staffers or however you want to call them uh, deflated the ball's own purpose uh, for the purpose of Tom Brady being able to throw the ball better. So it seems like an opening closed, shut case of cheating, although you have people that support Tom Brady in this, the Patriots, and but come on, if it, if it quacks like a duck, it's got to be a duck. Am I right? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Rodney. And I, you know, it's it's no big deal. It's, it's kind of like a foul. You know, uh, it's really getting an advantage, and uh, I I can understand that. But for him not to come out and admit it, <laughs> that surprises me. I mean. It's really no big deal. It's just getting an advantage. We see it all the time in the other sports guys do what you have to do to gain the advantage. But for them to not, for Tom Brady not to come out and say, well, yeah, I did uninflate the ball to my advantage. Uh, really, that, that, that's the biggest problem for me. You know, if you did it, you did it, go ahead and admit it. But for them to get caught twice in some kind of cheating scandal, man, it says a lot about that team. Well, well, I would agree with that as well, too. I would agree with that. And when you look at the world's report, I think the most damning evidence of all has to be the text messages between McNally and Jasinski, Jasinski, I guess is the way you said. And they refer to one as a, as a deflator. Uh, they talk about how Tom likes balls. And let me just read some of these text messages that, that they did find in the report. Uh, McNally says, Tom sucks. I'm going to make the next ball a effing balloon. Uh, the the guy responds, says, I talked to him last night. He actually brought you brought you up and said, you must have a lot of stress trying to get this done. Uh, the response was, I told him it was, but he's right, though. He says, I checked some of the balls this morning. The refs messed up. A few of them were almost 16. They didn't recheck them after they put their in, was the question. That F Tom 16 is nothing, wait till next Sunday. And the response from uh, Jastrzemski was OMG. So they were even joking about how Tom right. is so particular about how he likes his football. Uh, you know, the text messages go on and on from, you know, uh, what are you going to do this week? Uh, make sure the needle and the, the pump are together this week. Uh, hey, Tom's going to sign some footballs for you, get some Uggs, and all kinds of stuff. So to say that Tom had no knowledge of this. It's, it's, it's really, it's, right. I, I I agree. You're absolutely right. And then the phone calls between Tom Brady. What quarterback calls the ball boy? And, you know, and and I like to see Sabrina his phone records to see exactly how many times they talk. But I, my understanding was a number of times. But I mean, if you go ahead and get it and get it over with, this has been going on ever since the Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl, and it took them this long to investigate. Now that it's out. You know, you can't deny it. The facts are there. Go ahead and take responsibility for it and take your lumps. I mean, if you did it, you did it. But that does tank the New England Patriots for me. That just put a big mark on them for me, man, big X on them. Well, you know, the mark was already on for me, uh, number one, because of Spygate. Now it's the Playgate. It just goes to show you that maybe I was right the entire time. You know, people have called in on the show, and I'll keep their names out of it and have lit into me about the Patriots, about Tom Brady's race. And we may get a call from that individual tonight. I, I hope so, because I, I've got to say I told you so to him. And any time you have a situation like this where you know you did something wrong, and, and you're right, the calls between Brady and the deflator after the game, after the story broke, 
Of course, Brady wouldn't let them go through his phone, but they said they had phone calls back and forth uh, talking about the situation, even text messages where he says, I didn't come back. Yeah, and I'm not going to ESPN yet, things like that. Um, you, you know, my, my thing is this. If you knew you had got caught, you knew you did this, you, you stood up in front of the public and gave that press conference and basically lied. You sat there and lied to the, the fans, to the public, to the media about how you had no knowledge, your knowledge, no one did this. I mean, did, did you have to just – do you feel like you're that invincible that you can just sit up there and lie like that, knowing it's going to be an investigation, knowing it's going to come out? And then when it comes out, we still don't hear you apologize. We still don't hear you admit to anything. You still say, hey, i got to go through this. Uh, explain to me how Tom Brady feels like he he's going to get away, get off of this. Well, a lot of people feel like Tom Brady is the perfect guy. I mean, the perfect wife, the perfect career, you know what I mean, Super Bowl winner. But I'm here to tell the public nobody's perfect. Everybody has something they wish they could take back or do over. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady is not innocent in all this. But a lot of people don't want to believe that, and you know, because they love Tom Brady so much. But you people have to believe Tom Brady is not perfect. Tom Brady does uh, have flaws, and Tom Brady took advantage of uninflated balls. I mean, that's a fact. And uh, when it's all said and done, the best thing I think he can do is just come out and say, well, yeah, I did it. I did it once or twice, and it's okay. I don't think that takes away from the Super Bowl because by the time they played the Super Bowl, all that was resolved. But still, uh, and until how many games he did do this, maybe he did it all season to the advantage, and maybe they did it in a situation where they were behind and they underplayed the ball to make to their advantage. But either way you look at it, it's a foul. You know, just go ahead and take the slap on the wrist. It's not going to be a harsh penalty, but uh, what do you think they should punish the Patriots organization? Well, we're going to talk about, you know, the punishment thing is interesting to me because I think he deserves a very, very stiff punishment. I said they should suspend him for the entire year uh, for next season because because he lied, you know, simply because of that. He went in front of the public before Super Bowl, before the biggest game of the season, and lied to everybody and, and, and tried to lie with a straight face, try to cover this up. Uh, and those text messages I read, some of those go back as far as October 17th against the Jets. So that tells me that he did this for many games throughout the entire season last year at the very least. And so the other thing I want to bring up is he he got caught doing this during the postseason, during playoffs. Right. So I think to say that the Super Bowl wasn't effective, even though he only did it for one half, supposedly, you know, in in that particular game, what about the game against, you know, the, the games leading up into yeah. that? Right? What about those games? You know, is, is, did he, is it tainted then? I mean, did he have an advantage then? And every quarterback you hear talk about the deflated football says the, the smaller the football is, the more deflated it is, the easier the grip, especially in the cold weather when you're playing in the playoffs, the better your chances are in terms of being able to throw the ball and having an advantage. So, so, for, so to me, I think it should be suspended for the entire season next year, and they should possibly even look at maybe vacate the Super Bowl. I mean, wow. that's the only way you're going to really wow, make a point. Wow, that is really hard. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know, first of all, y'all know how I feel about the Patriots anyway. But so you want the death penalty more? I want more the death penalty. I mean, you're talking about an organization. You think about over the last 
say 20 years. What organization has been synonymous with cheating in any professional sport outside of the Patriots? Uh, yeah, you're right about that. I must admit. And it, and every advantage that they've tried to get, whether it be the quarterback, whether it be the head coach, or whatever, every, every advantage, every advantage has helped them win Super Bowls. Every advantage from them taping the Super Bowl practice when they played against the St. Louis Rams, who uh, who, who players will tell you that's what they exactly did the night before, to Spygate when they were spying on, they had tapes, tapes, and tapes of all these different head coaches in the league and the signals that they do. So no matter where a coach goes, they can figure out the signals. All that helps get an advantage to win these Super Bowl titles. So when are you going to make an example out of this guy? You know, the fines are not going to work. Uh, a four-game sprint is not going to work because quarterbacks are going to continue to do it. They just continue to take that chance. They've got to make a big statement here like they did with uh, the bounty gate with the Saints. I mean, the bounty thing is nothing new. You, the Philadelphia did it back today. Absolutely right. Now the Saints get busted doing the same thing, and and not only does the does the defensive coordinator get banned from the league for a year, but the head coach gets suspended as well too. So, I I think I think they have to do a big big statement here because if he knowingly did this, he lied, he cheated, and I know everybody wants to put Tom Brady on a pedestal and say, well, this doesn't taint his career. His Super Bowls are valid. That's BS. That's BS. All all of that is tainted. Everything is tainted that he has won, that he has done, his records, everything. If you've been trying to get an unfair advantage on other things. And and I have to agree with you about the advantage and and being tainted. But, you know, Sean Payton was suspended for a whole year uh, because he lied to the commissioner. I I look at Tom Brady's. Denial or non-denial or not telling the truth at the same thing. He lied to the general public. So, to me, it's the same thing. And it uh, shouldn't be any different, but I think a year is kind of hard. Uh, I'm interested to see what the commissioner come down with, seeing that everything that's happened from the Ray Rice case last year to domestic violence to the state of the NFL. He has to do something. He can't sit back and not punish them at all, but he has to do something. I'm interested to see what they do. Everybody thinks that New England uh, has an advantage anyway with the commissioner and the NFL because of their reputation. But uh, I have to agree with you. I think they have to come down on them. And like you said, that does taint it to me. And I'm being uh, uh, honest about it. And like I said, it's it's no love against Brady, but it is what it is. I mean, like I said, you did, did it once more than like you did it before. Now, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft and some of the ownership and other coaches, they were basically exonerated by the report saying that they had no knowledge of what was going on. But, again, as Roger Goodell has clearly stated before in the past, not knowing is not an excuse. So so for Bill Belichick, should he be suspended? What should happen to him? Uh, that's a good one. You know, I, I, I've thought about this. I hadn't decided what the punishment should be. I know they should be fine, and uh, like I said, it starts from the top down, and uh, you you have to start with the organization, Belichick, uh, Tom Brady, all the way down to the equipment guys. So uh, to deflate, as you call it, but uh, it's going to start at the top, and it's going to roll down. So, and you know how Avalanche is; the the more it rolls, the bigger it gets. So you start at the top and work your way down. 
Yeah, I think I think Belichick should get suspended as well. I, I don't know for how long, but you know, you think he knew? Why could you not? You, we all know that Belichick is a huge hands on, hands on. I mean, he knows right. everything. Oh, he knows everything. You, you know what? You know what else I was thinking about too. Think about this this championship run for the Patriots. So we know that Tom Brady was deflating footballs. Okay, that that that's been proven. You, do you remember when they played the uh, uh, the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. and they, they lined up in that formation that nobody right, can figure right, out? Right, right. Well, well, that formation since, since the Super Bowl has been ruled illegal. Right. Right? So, so, so now they're doing another advantage as well, too. I mean, what is it in with this team? You know, we, we, we know that Belichick's looking for the advantage. He's going to bend the rules as much as he can. So to say that he didn't know, a guy's been around football his entire life, entire life. There's always making sure he knows everything's going on. How would he not know? Well, if you want the death penalty put on them, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people do, uh, because, of, like I said, the organization is, you know, it's kind of bold, and like you said, they do try things, they do push the boundaries, but, you know, like I said, with the state of the NFL right now. And everybody's looking at them, and and all the scandals that come out of they're going to nip this one in the bud. They're going to come down hard on somebody. Here's another interesting point I want to make as well, too. Let me ask you this now: uh, as you know, since the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight has been a class action kind of lawsuit placed against Pacquiao because he didn't disclose uh, his injury, right? The five million dollars right, right, right. to watch the right. fight didn't know he was injured, right? Let me ask you this. Is it any way possible for NFL fans to decide, you know what, what we saw this season from the Patriots and what we saw in the playoff game, the AFC Championship game, was tainted. They were cheating. It, was, it wasn't a fair match. Could it be as extreme as fans found the class action against Tom Brady and the Patriots? Could that happen? Well, you know, anything's possible. I'm not surprised. I'm pretty sure some fans like you are in outrage about what happened and want them to come down hard. But I, I think people would have been more mad if Mayweather didn't fight. So I, I think it would have been riots in the street if they did they had called off the fight. So uh, Pacquiao went on and fought anyway with the hurt shoulder because nowhere in the world he could have got out of that fight. I mean, people would have been outraged. And I'm pretty sure some people are going to be outraged about the Patriots. So, uh Let's see. I'm, I'm not surprised. There are some fans that are probably uh, in the process of filing lawsuits now, maybe some other teams. That's probably are because either you love the Patriots or you hate them. Would this, this hurt Tom Brady get into the Hall of Fame? I think it does. It's like uh, the scandal with baseball and the guys on uh, performance-enhancing drugs. You know, you can't just do it a little bit. To your advantage, you know what I mean? You're innocent or you're guilty. And he's guilty. And uh, it does taint it to me. It, it really does because I have not heard of this before. Nobody has been caught before. I'm pretty sure it's been done before. But uh, like I said, no matter how long or how many times they have done this and got away with it. No, what's interesting is Brady was actually one of the huge proponents in the NFL to get the rule changed to where teams can have more control over their footballs and handle the footballs on their sidelines. Right. So 
this this goes back a long way. He worked on that back in 2006. So so again, I'm just making my case. I'm I'm telling all the Patriot fans out there that that I was a Patriot hater, Tom Brady hater. I told you so. I told you so. When I I'm I'm doing the dance over here. So I, I told you guys exactly who you were dealing with. You're dealing with cheaters, and again, it's been proven that you're still dealing with cheaters. And you know what? It, it wouldn't be such a big deal if they just Tom Brady would just, you know, he did an interview the other day, and he said he has to wait and see. What is there to wait and see? He, he, you know, you go ahead and admit it might not have been the right place to do it, but at some point he's going to address the public. People want to know uh, what he's going to say. Even his father came out and defended him, you know, and it would be a shame. But what do you expect his dad to do? Though? Yeah, I, I mean, any father would. Or his agent. His agent came right, out right. But, but your father to come out and defend you and you come out and find out that you're absolutely guilty and you wouldn't admit it, That that's really bad. You know, you had you your father out defending you and you did do it anyway and not said anything about it. That, that to me, is a bigger crime than not saying anything at all. Well, he lied and he cheated. So, again, that's Tom Brady for you. Let's take a uh, quick break for our sponsor real fast. We'll come back. We'll talk NBA playoffs. And we'll talk a little Dallas Cowboys as well. Oh, you loving this. Sing it for Jerry. <laughs> we'll be right back on the late show. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash rfsports and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a free title and start listening today. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash rfsports. That's audibletrial.com slash rfsports and get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. That's audibletrial.com slash rfsports. Calling All Sports Fans is only one place to go to get all your sports news, right, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24 7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. And welcome back, everyone, to The Late Shift. I'm your host, the king of late-night sports talk, self-proclaimed king of late-night sports talk, Rodney Fisher, and, of course, Royce Fisher. Uh, we've got to be talking about the cheating Patriots, uh, the cheating Tom Brady. And, and, and if you missed that part of the show, make sure you go back and rewind it, download it on iTunes, or go to Stitcher, or uh, just go to our website, rsportsradio.com, to, to find that. And then also, if you're a fan out there that's upset about it as I am and want to get in on this class action suit, if we can get enough people, email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. Hey, you're serious about this. No, I'm serious about that. I'm, I'm definitely serious about that. If you got enough money, we can take a few million. <laughs> so uh, let's talk NBA playoffs. NBA is a big Big, big, as everyone knows, a big uh, sport for us. We cover the NBA like nobody else. And we went into last night's game with every series, all four of them tied 1-1. And then last night we saw 
the Clippers put on a well, Austin Rivers, I guess, put on a uh, offensive show. Fifteen points in the third quarter. Clippers win by twenty-five. Their biggest postseason win in, in their history. And then we saw magic of Derrick Rose all of a sudden appear in Chicago, uh, hitting that game-winning shot, the game-winning three-pointer. And you know, I'm a huge Derrick Rose fan. Many people believe he's washed up and done. But last night, I, I have to tell you, Royce, I was so excited to watch Rose hit that three-point at the buzzer. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Houston, we do have a problem. I think Houston is uh, done for. You might as well stick a fork in and they're done. It's just James Harden versus the whole Clippers team. That's what I'm seeing. And Dwight Howard got lost in the second half, man. I I don't know what happened. They they were doing the inside out, and they quit throwing it to the big man, and and I, he barely touched the ball in the second half. And I, I listen, I'm excited about Derrick Rose taking the last shot, hitting that three point. I know the desperation shot, but uh, for him to hit it and him to get that committed and see him bounce back, that's a big boost for Chicago to see him play as well. And uh, listen, this. This is probably the most evenly matched playoffs I've seen in a long time. Uh, as far as team, you know, one and one apiece, match two and one, the Clippers and uh, Cleveland. But uh, you have to remember, uh, James, LeBron James doesn't have the same supporting cast he did in Miami. There's no Dwayne Wade, no Ray Allen, you know, so uh, uh, he's in trouble. And like I said, uh, J.R. Smith came back. He had a decent game, but. I think the Bulls have too much of a bench and too much talent, and I think they they're gonna take the Cavs. You know the the thing I you know I I I knew better than to think that LeBron could come in here and just walk his way to the NBA Finals. But he got into the playoffs. You got to give him that. Yeah, of course, of, of course he did. And I'm, I'm not taking anything away from what he's done. Taking the team really from worst to first, and then being able to bring them to that level. But I just knew when you have a team that has players on it that have never been to the postseason, and I'm talking about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, who Kevin Love's out now. Now Kyrie saying he's got a right foot issue uh, or something to that effect, and that's what's affecting his play. But when you have guys like that that have never been, have never played in trenches like that, it's going to be extremely hard for you to take that team to a finals and let alone win a finals. not saying it can't be done. But LeBron has to understand that he's playing with guys that don't have the same postseason mentality. They haven't been to the postseason loss. They haven't lost in the finals before or lost a tough series like LeBron has experienced time and time in his career. And the same reason why he left Cleveland the first time, to be with a better supporting cast around guys that were hungry, that knew how to win, mainly be around a guy like Pat Riley who knew, knew what it took to be a winner, now he's got to be that person uh, in Cleveland. I think that's a big burden for anyone to carry, even if you're 6'8", 250 pounds. It's hard for you to be able to do. The game that they did win, the home game, I mean, he put on an offensive show. He did everything on the offensive end. In this game, he had 14 assists and 27 points, and they still couldn't get the win. Well, the only way uh, people ranked uh... – Cleveland, you know, to be the number one team coming out of the East was because of LeBron James. But like you say, he doesn't have the supporting cast as he did in Miami. And, you know, Chicago Bulls have been knocking on this door for the last couple of years, and it's about time they kicked it in. It's always been a great team. Uh, 
those being healthy does make a difference. He's been hurt the last couple of years they've been to the playoffs. So I think it's Chicago's time. But listen, this second round is going to be exciting. But I, I, I think uh, for LeBron to take them from worst to first, you know, you got to give him that. Uh, I didn't expect him to win the championship his first year, and I don't think anybody did. But a lot of people did. You know, expect him to win a championship. I didn't for one because I knew that the uh, surrounding cast wasn't that good for him. Maybe they'll get better next year. they get some more people in. But uh, I think it's Chicago's time. I think Chicago and Atlanta would be a great matchup second round. And then, as you know, uh, coaching is a big part of the playoffs as well, too. Tom Thibodeau, who, for whatever reason, Reports out of Chicago say that no matter what I they do. I don't understand that one. That's a good that, – that, I don't understand that one. You know, I, I don't get it either. How, how can you take a guy that's really giving you all the success that you've had since Jordan left and then tell him you're going to be out the end of the season, unless it's some type of 49er situation or something? And the championship. Do they still let him go? They say no matter what, he's gonna, they're going to let him go. But, I, again, they haven't won yet. So, I guess when they win, we'll find that out. But, you know, coach is a big issue. Tom Thibodeau's got the coaching experience. David Blatt doesn't. You know, Thibodeau last night played 10 players on his roster. And that's 10 players that's on a deep. roster in a that's close deep. game like that. That's deep. The, the Cavaliers you only go played eight. Deep, but that's deep. Yeah, the Cavaliers only played eight last night. I mean, you had Brandon Haywood, who has uh, playoff experience, NBA Finals experience. He didn't play. Sean Marion has experience. He didn't, he didn't play. play. Yeah. Mike Miller has experience. He didn't play. Kendrick Perkins has experience. He didn't play. And, and I don't understand why none of those guys played. You know, like I said, uh, uh, they are playoff proven. And uh, for them not to have them in there, I don't understand that. That's a baffling to me. Again, it comes down to coaching. And now, you know, if LeBron, uh, uh, Lord forbid, LeBron gets hurt or he gets tight or gets, a, gets something going, it, it's over for them. You know, I, I guess – now we have to figure out, you know, how great is LeBron? Can LeBron really pull this series around and give him a chance to really to really win this series? He, uh, no, I, I don't think just him alone. But do you think by Kevin Love being out, it does hurt them? Well, they, they can't space the floor. They've got nobody that can be outside the shooter. they got J.R. Smith, who is a streaky shooter at time. He was 4 for for three-pointers last night. He hit that big three-pointer to tie it up. But it's not Kevin Love. It's not a guy you can pull out of the lane and open up the lane for LeBron to get in there. And, and LeBron had a chance to, to, to do some good things last night, too. He missed that layup, which yeah. is not really, you know, something that he normally does. But what I thought the best thing that Timmy Butler did was he didn't foul him. Well, I, I'm more impressed with Butler than anybody in this series, man. This guy has really come into his own. He's played great. He's made a reputation for himself. And then, listen, he has played the day like that, LeBron James, man. I mean, it's one guy. It's, he's a hard guy to guard anyway, but I think Butler did a great job. Yeah, he's doing it. He won NBA's uh, most improved player. He had a great game last night. But the night belonged to Derrick Rose, 30 points last night. The game went a three-pointer. And, and if you're a Chicago fan, you live in Chicago, how great does that have to feel to see, you know, your guy come back, Marty's injury, Win a playoff game at the buzzer. I mean, that, that, that's that got to feel – I can't imagine how that feels. And, you know, in, in each game, he gets better and better. And uh, I'm interested to see the second round. Man, I, I, I think it's Chicago's year. Uh, I, I don't think anybody can stop him. I don't, the person I, the group, 
a team that I see to beat them would probably be Golden State, and that'd be, wow, that'd be a hell of a playoff series. Well, we talked a little bit about the Rockets and the uh, Clippers series. The Clippers lead 2-1 after winning by 25 last night. And me and you were talking before the show started about the Rockets. We were trying to figure out what, how in the world did the Rockets beat yeah. the Mavericks, you know, right, the way they right. look. Harden had 25 last night, 11 assists. Dwight Howard had 14 points, 14 boards. But in the second half, it seemed like they just lost that Howard was even there. So I, I guess the question is how does that happen? And you mentioned earlier about Mikhail being a big man. You would think he would favor the big man in this series. And, and I, I, Dwight Howard, I think he can take DeAndre Jordan. I even get him in foul trouble, you know, to take him out of the game. But I, I don't understand that, you know. That's why you brought Dwight Howard here, you know. You brought him to be that dominant big man. But you got to give him the ball to let him be dominant. That, you know, if, if you give him the ball, He's got a chance to get off in school. I mean, we know he doesn't shoot the free throw very well, but if they do foul him, he's going to get a lot of people in foul trouble. You know, you got to work that inside out. you got to go inside to Dwight and see what he can do and come outside to Harden. But to me, I'm going to be a little bit more critical of James Harden. You know, part of his game was that he went to the free throw line more than any other player. Four times, man. Yeah. He went to the free throw. He put the free throw line more than any other player in the league. Uh, he shot more free throws than any player in, in any season in history. And yet last night he only uh, was five for five from the free throw line. You got to go to the free throw line more than five times to get James Harden if you want the Rockets to win. He got to get back up into that number of in the twenties, twenty-five range, like the Buzz and that and that. Uh, Done all year, absolutely. And, and uh, I don't know. Uh, now it's becoming more James Harden against the whole team. I mean, it's one-on-one isolation. When they come down, you know he's going to isolate. He's going to take the shot. But they're not moving the ball like they normally do. And uh, Dallas made that same mistake of not going inside, even going after Dwight Howard. And I don't understand that. That's the key to me to winning the series. But uh, I, I think it's over for Houston. I, I think they have a problem. And uh, I don't look for the. I don't look for them to win the series. But what do you think about Austin Rivers' performance last I night? I thought Austin there? Rivers played a great game. What a great uh, scenario for him, you know, to play for his father and to have a great game like him and to come in for Chris Paul and do a good job. Matter of fact, Chris Paul got to rest a little bit more last night because of the way Austin Rivers played. And I thought he played great, man. I was really happy for the guy. You know, people knocked him for getting his son on his own team, but – Apparently he saw something we didn't right, see, right. you know. And what better way to have your dad coaching your uh, Hall of Famer, you know, to come in and show you the ropes? A lot of people question that, but by the end of the night, a lot of people see why he did bring him in and what his worth is. Well, think about it. Who knows you better as a player than your your, your head coach dad? You know, it's hard to make a mistake when you're right, dead. right. You know what I'm saying? Who knows how to push your buttons? Who knows how to get up under your skin? You know, it's just a perfect situation from him, and then he's around some great guys like Chris Paul and Jamal uh, Jamal Crawford and, and other players that really could be a big big help for him. So, and the way the team surrounded him and, and cheered him on, and Jamal Crawford really took a back seat and let Austin Rivers run the show. I thought that was great for him to do, step back and let him do it. But uh, a great showing for Austin Rivers, and listen, that just gives him more depth coming off the bench and. 
The Clippers are gonna be somebody to be reckoned with, man. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I'm coming around. I was very critical of them, but I thought that was a great win last night. We got two other series that we'll jump into real quick. Who will play today? That's the Hawks against the Wizards, and uh, and also the uh, Warriors and the Grizzlies. So with the Hawks and Wizards, I don't know how to really play this series. I, I, the Wizards, this is their first loss of postseason. You know. Uh, the Hawks should be a team that dominates everybody, but they've really played. They've been struggling. Struggling, right. So now they go to Washington here for game three. Yeah, I expect the Wizards to win this game, but, you know, as far as the series, to me, this, this could go seven games, this series, because both teams have their flaws, you know. Well, well John Wall's being hurt really hurts the Wizards, man, because that's the other part of this duo, man. Yeah, me either. Me either. You know, yeah. But uh, I think uh, Atlanta's struggling. Uh, once they get their footing and get back in line, I, I I don't know if it's the aura of being in the playoffs for them. You know, they've always they never made it this far, and for them to make it this far and not play the way they did all year, I think they'll bounce back and I think they'll sweep the series. And I think it's over for Washington. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna hinge upon you know just how good or how effective John Wall could be because he's a big, like you mentioned, a big part of that team. If he's hurt, I'm with you. I think Atlanta wins the rest of this series if he's hurt. Uh, the Warriors and the Grizzlies that that got interesting. This oh, last very game. interesting. You know, the Warriors only lost what three times in the regular season on their home. At home. Uh, then they lose uh, the second game two of this series to Memphis and. They really shut down the Splash Brothers from the three-point line. I think Curry was, uh, what, two for 19 or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. Uh, altogether, I think they were maybe four for 19 or something crazy. But if you play defense on Curry, and I I don't know who alluded to this during the broadcast, but if you double Curry, that's when things start to happen. you got to rely on these other guys to, to, to put up 30 and 40 points. I think that's a huge key for Memphis. And Memphis has got the defensive team with Tony Allen and, and other and Courtney Lee and players like that to do this. And they can beat them up inside because that's the Warriors' only weakness, Royce, is, is inside. And you got to deal with yeah. Gasol and Randolph and they can really put something together. Grindhouse. <laughs> but, you, you know, you're absolutely right. And I, I think, uh, I th- you know, whoever coined the phrase, you live by the three, you die by the three. When it's falling, it's great. It didn't fall for Golden State the other night. Uh, but you can't count them out. They got too much talent on their team. And you're right. If you can't stop Curry, other guys can't step up. But they shut, pretty much shut down the rest of the guys, too. Uh, I think the biggest difference in this game is Mike Conley, man. This guy, for him to come out and play the way he did and hit the shots he did, I mean, like he hadn't missed a beat, you know, missing two games. But I, I think uh, Conley is the biggest difference here. It's going to be a tough – it's a good test for Golden State. You know, great test for them. If they can make it over this hump, I can't see anybody stopping them once they get past them. But, you know, it would be interesting if it's the Clippers and the Warriors play, man. I mean, two two teams out of California, man, to me, that would be the first time they ever met. Yeah, that would be huge. That would be huge. Oh, man. And that would be a uh, – that's going to be a high-scoring game, man. That's going to be a shootout. And uh, But I think Golden State will prevail, but – you can't count misses out, man. These guys, you know, they 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 knocked on the door a lot of times too. They never been able to kick it in. So who knows? Maybe it's Memphis time, but I I think this is going to be 
to me, this is the most interesting series. Rocky Two, you got Flash against Grind. So, you know, it's interesting. Two different styles of playing each other. I think it's going to be a great series. Well, wherever this series is, make sure that you follow us. We'll be at the Western Conference uh, Finals. Well, whoever two teams play, that's where exactly where we'll be covering this series. So, but again, big games going on tonight. Uh, we talked about the NBA playoffs, Royce. We talked about the cheating ways of the Patriots of Tom Brady. I love saying that. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come right back, and uh, we'll wrap up our show talking a little bit about those Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back here on The Late Shift. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash rfsports and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a free title and start listening today. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash rfsports. That's audibletrial.com slash rfsports and get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. That's audibletrial.com slash rfsports. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. Welcome back, everyone. Make sure you follow us on the Internet by going to rfsportsradio.com. You can do that on your phone as well. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Just search for The Late Shift uh, or RF Sports Radio. And also on Stitcher as well. Make sure you subscribe there by going to The Late Shift uh, for this podcast also. Now, before we leave, of course, we got to talk a little Dallas Cowboys. And Your team. My team. You know, and, 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 again, the genius, the salesman approach to Jerry Jones. And, Royce, as you know, I'm a salesman at heart. That's what I love to do. I love sales. And the job that Jerry Jones has done in this offseason, getting three first-round picks in the draft. He got Byron Jones from Connecticut as he drafted him in the first round. Second round, he picks up Randy Gregory, a guy he took a chance on that nobody else would. And then this interesting story about Lyle Collins, the offensive tackle from LSU, signed with Jerry Jones a couple days ago. This is a kid that they projected to be in the top ten of the draft. But unfortunately, he was kind of, I guess, implicated hey. in the situation with his ex-girlfriend who was uh, murdered. Uh, condolences to that family as well. The baby that she was pregnant with ended up not making it also. And come to find out, he was not the father of that, of that particular child. What the police did, asked questions, investigated him, but he was never considered a person of interest. He was never considered to be a suspect. And yet no NFL team even drafted this kid. And this is a top ten guy. I, you know, I, I don't understand that. I don't know how a kid like that slips, top ten slips right. all the way out of the draft completely, not even in the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. No one touched him. 
And maybe explain that to me. How does that happen to top ten kids whose only limits on his uh, record is a speeding ticket? Well, you know, with so many guys carrying this weight going into the draft and NFL, a lot of teams are shying away from that. Great move by Jerry. I, I don't usually commend Jerry too often. I have to give him kudos. He did a great job. He did his homework. He's taking a risk on some of these guys. You know, Harden didn't pan out. You know, he ended up with a 10-game suspension. Of course, now you do get him later on, but I thought Jerry did a great job. I'm surprised they didn't draft a running back. Uh, to me, that's the biggest ball on the Cowboys. They did make themselves better offensively and defensively, but you got to have somebody run the rock. And uh, I, I'm surprised they didn't, you know, and Dallas, I don't understand about Dallas. They don't be able to do the draft running backs, <laughs> you know. So that's not Jerry's forte, but I, I guess he knows what he's doing. Like I give him credit. I think they're better than they were last year. Uh, I, you know, of course, I'm not sold on Tony Romo, but this does give him a best chance to win. And I thought Jerry did the biggest steal in the draft out of anybody. I mean, you do, you are taking a chance. and But with the culture here in Dallas, you really have to be careful, guys, coming to Dallas. This is not like being in Louisiana or being in some small town. We've seen a lot of players get caught up in this Dallas nightlife and the things that go on in Dallas. You have to stay away from that, concentrate on football. I, I think these guys are going to really pan out. And like I said, I think the Dallas Cowboys made the biggest deal in the draft. If you if you think that Jerry's not a great salesperson, you know, think about this. Hardy here in Dallas working out already. Right. right. You got Randy Gregory with a Cowboys star tattoo already. <laughs> you know, and, and then there's short Lyle Collins, you know. Uh, he, yeah, that was amazing the way he talked yeah, about Yeah, you know, Collins told mom. every NFL team that you have to come see me. I'm not going to see anyone. So Rex Ryan flies out. The Dolphins fly with three of their players, LSU grads, former LSU players on their team. They go out there to talk to him about him coming back to play with the Dolphins. And, yeah, he gets on the phone at 11 o'clock at night with Jerry Jones. They talk for an hour. He decides, hey, I'm coming to see you. Him and his mom get on the plane, show up in Dallas, and have dinner at Jerry's house. And at at Jerry's dinner party, Royce, you had Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, uh, you had Tony Romo, Jason Whitten, the Hall of Famer. You also had uh, uh, you also had the office, the three three first round picks in the offensive line: Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and uh, uh, Tyron Smith. You had all them. You had all them as well, telling him, "Hey man, you knew we knew you were first round talent. You should win the first round." This is how we're going to use Coach Jason Garrett was there as well, too, let out the entire plan with his mom right there. And how could you turn that down? How, how could you turn that down? Garrett's the ultimate salesperson. And, and, and the thing about it, they got it for little or nothing. That's the most amazing thing about oh, it. Yeah. Instead of him going top ten, which you have ended up paying a lot of money, uh, he dropped down in the second round, third round. No, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't even get drafted. Well, he didn't get drafted, but he dropped so far down that they got him at bargain basement prices, and I, I thought that was great. But a good selling job by Jerry. Uh, you know, I'm not a big Jerry fan, but like I say, he does every once in a while he does something brilliant, and then every once in a while he does something stupid. And I think the stupid part was not getting the running back, but uh, we'll see. 
So let, me, let me ask you, who is, so with the, obviously the moves he's made in the, in the, with his team and knowing that they're coming off this uh, playoff win and should have beat the uh, Packers, although they didn't call it a catch, let me ask you this: Who's the best team in the NFC? Uh, I'm, I'm, I know you want me to say Dallas. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to wait to see because Chip Kelly is over there doing some kind uh, of Chip doing. Kelly. He's okay. doing some kind of Frankenstein experiment over there. Maybe he's creating some kind of monster over there. So I'm waiting to see. And you know Dallas always have trouble with Philly, but except this past year they they did dominate, but. Uh, so answer listen, the question: Who's the best, What's the best team? In the I, I, I don't know yet. The season has started. I don't know yet. I'm not going to predict. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to pick a winner. I, I say the best team in the NFC is the. To me, right now, if we go forward and without the season start, I'm going to go with Seattle Seahawks. Okay, who's number two? <laughs> I'm not gonna pick it up. You didn't ask for the well, I'm, I'm asking you, ask you now. I'm asking you now. Number two is up in there. Who's number two? It's up in there. Come on, Royce. Now on paper, Dallas looks good, but Dallas has looked good on paper for Come many on, years. Come on, Royce. Come on, it, man. It's just on the say field. It, they count. Just I have just to say see. It. It. I have to see the team on the field. You can't just make say me say it. that. Just, just I'm say not gonna. You're not gonna give me on record to saying Dallas number two. I'm saying the number one team. I think going into this season has to be Seattle Seahawks. And uh, anything after that is up in there. Come on, man. Let's be honest here. They have the second best team? They're in the top five. Ah, they were in the top five last year. They're in the top five <laughs> this year. <laughs> oh, All right, well, that's, that's our show. Make sure you go back and download the late show. Tune in next Thursday night. We'll be back on at our regularly uh, scheduled time, Thursday at 10 p.m. Right here on com. Until next time, you guys enjoy this. Mother's Day weekend. All the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. I've got a lot of courses I got to do tomorrow for my wife. And my I'm going to go out and, and then play some football for these kids out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next Thursday right here on uh, The Late Shift. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.